Good morning. Thank you for joining us today on this beginning of this new year. I'm sure at some point in your life, someone in your workplace, in your family, in your social group has turned to you with a bit of exasperation and irritation and anger possibly and said, don't you trust me? When somehow they've questioned our credentials for doing whatever it is we've been asked to do. When we're on the receiving end of that questioning, when someone questions our capability, our competence, our integrity, our reliability, our effectiveness, or our ability simply to deal with people well, it can really hurt. Do you trust me? Especially when it's about things that matter to us. I mean, <clears throat> I actually don't really mind when someone criticises me about the way I do DIY and things like that, because I know I'm rubbish at it and I'm never going to be good at it. So actually it doesn't really hurt me when someone says that, but about things that matter, about things where I'm called to do, then it does. Being trusted and trusting others is absolutely foundational to being human. It's impossible to have any social interaction or social organisation without trust in our relationships. It's impossible to thrive without trusting. Whether you're at school, whether it's at home, university, in our families, trust is absolutely essential. A couple of definitions of trust. Trust is a belief or confidence in the reliability, truth or ability of someone or something. Or, to trust is to voluntarily make ourselves dependent on someone else for an outcome or consequence. Do you know, when I was in school, and I think possibly in youth groups, there was what we called a classic trust test as part of trying to illustrate this, which would involve you as an individual falling backwards and allowing your friends to catch you without them seeing you. Do you trust your friends or your colleagues or your school friends to, to, to catch you? So the hobbies we're involved with are absolutely fundamental to trusting in a really full and complete way. So if you're into mountain climbing and you're climbing with one other individual, you need the other person at the end of the rope that you're climbing your sheer cliff to be, to be entirely trustworthy, to hold your weight and you have to trust them. Likewise, when we enter into a marriage relationship, it's a different type of trust, a more all-consuming trust that's also far more complicated. Trust is absolutely central to building any human relationship. The leadership expert uh, Stephen Covey wrote a book a number of years ago called The Speed of Trust. It was very fashionable and a few years ago to talk about trust in business because people had realised that they'd invested huge sums of money into systems that were often slow and bureaucratic and unwieldy, yet wasn't getting the job done in the way that help needed to happen in the modern world. What businesses observed and what Covey records is how teams, businesses and organisations that had genuine trust got things done quickly, they got things done effectively and efficiently, the people are happier with square pegs and square holes being fruitful. But it's hard to create. So why are we talking about trust now? Do you know, a couple of years ago, I was praying with a group of other people from St. Swithin's about what it is God was saying to us and what that may, might mean. And one word came up, just one word, trust. Trust. You know, sometimes that's how God speaks, just in a simple word. It's very short, 
It's a very simple word, but has massive implications across every area of our lives. God speaks to us and is speaking to us about our relationships of trust. And when God speaks, he also, we also know that he wants to grow us in that, if he's saying that to us. That there is grace in God for us to grow in trust. The theme of trust appears throughout scripture, in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, hundreds of times. There are really well known passages that we'll look at in the next few weeks, including Psalms and Proverbs. Throughout scripture, we find God's people going through massive ups, but also huge downs of, of how and how they go about putting trust in God. Right at the end of the book of the Bible, we see in Revelation 22, John summarises what he's saying by saying this, these words are trustworthy and true. God is the ultimate truth the sun from which all other reality is seen. The Bible is his story. And the Bible contains lots of word, words inviting us to put our trust in God. One writer puts it this way, trusting God is not an obligation we owe him. It's a privilege that we make available to him. In the Bible, the words trust, faith and confidence are very closely related. The good creator God longs for us to be in a trusting relationship with him. The Bible witnesses that the invisible God who made himself present in Jesus Christ has substance and form. And that we can still experience that truth of God's presence in our daily lives today that we're part of that same story. It's enabled us to live with a trust that lifts the burdens and the weights and the cares of the world that crush us, but liberates us as God's people in the world. <clears throat> God is relational. God wants us to have healthy relationship with him, but also with others too. And God longs for St Swithins to be a place and a people where people find faith and trust in him, but also by encountering people who are trustworthy. When God meets us, should find people, we should be a place where people long to connect with us, his people. We are his people, bearing his image to the world. And that means we're called to grow in Christ-likeness and humility and fruitfulness his ambassadors in Bath and Walcott at this time. I don't know what you think or feel <clears throat> about the culture we live in, but I think there's a real openness to God, but there's a real difficulty in make, making sense of it too. I mean, last time I went round at the town with the team of uh, doing some evangelism with Simon Gillibo's uh, team, I remember chatting to a couple who were just visiting Bath, and they were mystified about trust and faith in Jesus. But they were really adamant that the thing that they did trust was science, was physical stuff, things you could touch, you could taste, you could see, things that in their eyes were real. Faith for them in God was a big step and they just weren't sure. They were happy for us to pray for them. And it's wonderful to play a part in drawing someone a little bit closer to God. 
most people long to encounter trustworthy people. But it's often our human experience can be a little bit like that recording uh, Proverbs records in a couple of places in Proverbs 20 where it says, Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. Or like Proverbs 25, 19, like a broken tooth or a lame foot is reliance on the faithful in a time of trouble. Trusting others is complicated and it's difficult and it's painful. It's a risky business to trust other people. It makes us very vulnerable. And all of us will have had bad experiences where other people have let us down and hurt us, whether it's through childhood or adult life. And the same will be true of us with other people. We will have let other people down. We will have damaged other people. But actually that damage constantly damages our ability to build good relationships with others, but also with God. As one writer put it, how do we go about trusting in the faith of the raw heartache of broken, broken promises and crushed dreams? And that's what we're here to discover this term, God restoring trust. We're in the middle of a pandemic where the temptation, particularly now, is to retreat into ourselves. We're also in the UK in a time where there is an epidemic of loneliness, where there's breakdown in human relationships in families, but also across every sector of society. What, who, where can we actually find something, someone to trust? One writer put it this way, trust is our gift back to God. And he finds it so enchanting that Jesus died for us for the love of it. St Swithin's has a great opportunity to shine brightly in a world longing to find a faithful person to trust and to put their hope in. And for us that ultimate truth, that ultimate hope, that ultimate trust is in God himself. Learning to trust is a lifetime's experience but God invites us to join in that adventure of trust. Let's pray that God would grow us in trust this season. How? One spiritual director put it this way. He said, maybe you don't need more insights into faith. Maybe you've already got enough insights to last 300 years. The most urgent need in your life is to trust what you've already received. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your gift of your life to us, the gift of Jesus. Would you come afresh by your Spirit, draw us nearer to you and grow us in trust this season. And finally from Romans 15, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.